Hey everyone, before the show started, I just want to give you guys a big, big, big thank you for giving us an amazing year of doing this podcast, and we appreciate all the love and support you guys have given us. Uh, before the show starts, just a reminder, if you guys want to get entered to win a free game, go to our Twitter and retweet uh, the tweet that says, hey, the show is live on your favorite podcast platform. You'll be entered to win a free copy of Insurgency Sandstorm on the devs. I want to give a big thank you to NWI for providing that key. You can also get our mugs. Those are available for a limited time until the end of July, so get yours before the end of the month. And, of course, enjoy the show, guys. One-year special. Oh, man. One year of practice. Yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really hitting it off home here today. But anyways, guys, welcome on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you guys doing? I hope you're incredible. Uh, Danny, how are you doing today, bud? Dude, I'm doing pretty all right. Me and you talked about, like, there's, like, some things that are just, like, kind of piled on me. Mm-hmm. But I just remembered that I have... This is a one year of a fantastic podcast that you know it had this is its second iteration this is one year the full iteration with a great partner ren oh, uh and we've had um, dozens and dozens and dozens of great guests like sean zom uh who welcome by the way and uh mr green elite and ned on air and read actually and josh lorimer all these like fantastic people who came and made this show just absolutely fantastic uh, so I'm I'm happy. I'm feeling good. Great. Hell yeah, dude. That's what I like to hear. And we also have, as Danny just pointed out, we also have uh, Sean Zom over joining us today. How you doing, dude? Hope you're doing incredible. I'm doing great. Congratulations on one year. This is a big moment. This is a momentous <laughs> occasion. And we should all be celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, dude. So anyways, guys, we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. As you noticed that I am actually the podcast host for today. And we're going to be covering over like a lot of different subjects that we normally don't cover a lot at all. Realistically, this is more going to be a content creator focused stream. This is going to be a content creator focused podcast. And we're going to kind of be talking about like things that might be able to help out newer streamers, newer YouTubers. People are thinking about joining into that realm and seeing like what they can do in it. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. So that is the big old plan. But yeah, welcome on in, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So... Anyways, for a couple of things, let's just start off. So, Sean, could you talk a little bit about like your start as like a content creator? Uh, let me stop you real possible. quick. Yeah. Oh, we that's right. Some... Excuse me. My bad. Yeah, I'm really I'm nailing it today. I'm doing great. Dude, it's so hard. yeah, I, I'm realizing this now, but that's OK. So actually, because I'm dumb, completely forgot about the retweet giveaway that we had going on for a Borderlands game of the year code. And the winner that I ruled about not even five minutes ago is a Zyhark. Zyhark, congratulations. I will DM you on Twitter. I will hit you with the link. Ooh, and I got yeah, you. Yeah, congratulations, yeah, right. dude. Congrats. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really <laughs> this today. So anyways, <laughs> anyways. Yep. This is the main part of content creation. So, Sean, go ahead and feel free to talk about your start as a content creator if you'd like to. Yeah, sure. So uh, about a little over two years ago, uh, I was still a hardworking man and doing music in my free time. Uh, I was in a band for 14 years, still technically in that band, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But on in my free time, I was recording covers or little songs, little ditties. Uh, I made a bunch of it. For those of you who were uh, around in the 90s, uh, I did a lot of metal covers of 90s commercials. And uh, I, I would put them to the actual commercials, put them on YouTube. So I had a Sean Zom music channel. 
where you can still find all that stuff. And so I, I started off just kind of doing videos on that um, after realizing that I couldn't really edit together my own music. I ended up connecting with uh, a friend of mine who was pretty decent at doing that stuff. So he would throw mm-hmm. together videos for me, put that up on YouTube. And uh, that was fine. Just doing music stuff here and there. Every few weeks, I would put up another video, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have a schedule or anything. Uh, then from there, um, I finally bought a gaming PC. And so I was just randomly like, I created a, a Twitch channel and I, I don't remember. I think I forget what it was called. I forget what the initial name of it was, but uh, I started just streaming out like when I was bored to zero viewers, of course, mm-hmm. like I wasn't streaming to anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember resident evil seven. Came, yeah. Seven came out. And so, uh, this is when I was like kind of just starting to date my girlfriend. And one night I was like, hey, do you want to hang out and uh, play this scary game with me and have a couple daddy pops? She's like, oh, hell yeah. So I streamed <laughs> it. And then what I would do is I would edit together all the moments where she freaked out. So like it's great having it playing scary games, which I hate. Like mm-hmm. I usually react crazy, but like knowing that she was more scared, like made it a lot easier. But anyway, I would. I would cut together all these videos and then, or all these clips, put them all together. And then I put it on YouTube and I was just putting it on my music channel. So that didn't really seem to be like the right place for gaming videos. Mm-hmm. So I just decided on a whim, you know what? I'm going to make a Sean's um, gaming channel just so I can upload these videos. And literally it was for no one else, but my friends, like I was just going to send them links like, Hey, check out, Hey, look, me and D played this game. It's real funny. Like watch it get scared. <laughs> and then I started getting into VR so mm-hmm. I recorded a couple of VR games, like, again, scary games, whatever, literally just to show a few of my friends. Like, it wasn't like I was going to, you know, I had no insight to, oh, the world's going to see this. It was like, hey, mm-hmm. like five buddies, like, check out this video that I made of this game that I'm playing in VR. It's pretty cool, whatever. So uh, I did that for like a couple of weeks, had no insight to how YouTube works really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I ended up getting laid off from my job. Like the job, the company just wasn't doing well. And so a whole ton of us got laid off all at the same time. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know I was going to do it myself. I knew I was going to, you know, eventually get another job, but I wasn't really too nervous about it. And so literally the day after I got laid off, uh, the creators of Rick and Morty and uh, job simulator put out a Rick and Morty virtual Rickality VR game. So I literally woke up that day, bought the game and was like, Oh, like I'll record the entire game while I play it. So I recorded the entire game right away, exported it, literally like no editing, just like nothing. There, I don't even think there's an intro to that very first video. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just like, boom, here's the game and just put it out. And I was like probably one of the first three people to get that game out there. And mm-hmm. as we all know, like Rick and Morty is wildly right. popular. Yeah. And so like all of a sudden I'm seeing all these people are watching my video and I'm getting all these subs to my channel. And so it's just like, Whoa, they really they really like this game. Sure like this game a lot. Like, okay. Um, well, like let's see if maybe they like some other things. So, I start mm-hmm. recording other VR games and um and then people would always comment on my other games like, "Hey, did you ever try this in the Rick and Morty game?" Uh. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that's a video. Like, that's a mm-hmm. video. I'll, I'll do that. Sure. So I just started making all these videos out of the Rick and Morty game as well as trying out some other VR games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still blowing up. I mean, it was insane. Like, I have, I still to this day have screenshots of where, you know, YouTube will give you a 48 hour, how many views you've gotten in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And I have a screenshot of when I had half a million views in two days and was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Like I never ever even in a million years 
thought about doing content creation at all, like mm -hmm. other than music stuff, that maybe right. there's something here. So again, jobless, still, you know, like doing interviews and stuff like that, but I had all this free time. So it's like, right. I was just recording games day in, day out, like just putting up his, I was putting out three videos a day. Like I just went ham on it. Cause I was like, okay, like there's, there's, there's eyes on me right now. So like, and I don't want to lose that if I, you know, like I got to do something with it. And so like, I mean, if you go to my channel, you will see my most popular videos, all Rick mm -hmm. and Morty. Like yeah. the highest view counts are all Rick and Morty, like, and there's a ton of them. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, I was playing a lot of other games, indie games, like anything I could get my hands on just to create, you know, just create content and such. So I was doing that for a while and uh, I decided one day, like, you know what? I'm going to try this like YouTube live stream thing. And of mm -hmm. course, I'll play Rick and Morty because everybody's asking me to do all these things in the comments. Like, right. I'll just do a live stream. Mm -hmm. Very first live stream I ever did. I had 500 and something people watching me. Chat's Jesus. going insane. Subs are all popping in. And I literally did a 45 minute stream. And that after that was over, I remember just like being like, oh my God, how do people do this for, you know, eight hours? How do they stream mm -hmm. for so long? Like, that's crazy. But I just kept seeing like people still showing up like uh you know more subs more comments everything and just going like okay like i'll just maybe i should just keep doing this like i'll just mm -hmm. keep at it so i just kept making content and gradually started streaming and that back then i was like fortnite was just had literally just started so right. um so for my first year uh as a content creator i was putting out two or three videos a day mm -hmm. and then i started streaming and that got into streaming five days a week Jesus. You know, so I was streaming Monday through Friday. So I was like putting out videos all day and then streaming all night. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a long time. And then I started making friends that were streamers on Twitch. Yeah. And I started to realize I'm in the wrong place. Like this is <laughs> not the best place for, for, for gaming, you know, like mm -hmm. for game streaming. Like I remember every once in a while, like, I mean, once in a great, great while, all of a sudden my view count would like pop up in a stream and then people would be like, oh, like a psycho jennifer raid 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 and i'm like what like but there's no <laughs> it's not it, it basically it's like they finish their stream and then they mm -hmm. paste the link in their chat and go hey everyone go here yeah like that's that connection i don't know yeah. who this person was they just found me and then sent their viewership there and mm -hmm. then of course you meet a few more people but as i started kind of looking into twitch a little more i started realizing like man like there's so much more community-based stuff there and not mm -hmm. just amongst your own community of the people who watch you but the community of other streamers and stuff that does right. not exist whatsoever on youtube there's no way to connect and mm -hmm. also the fact that even as somebody who had as many subs as i did and as many as i was getting the big boys at the top are just they're dominating like right there's no way no one's gonna see your channel like because you're playing fortnite you know to 30 people when the top guys like the the top 15 people are the mm -hmm. best of the best you know they're right. you know your your main people so i just thought okay you know what maybe i should maybe i should transition over to uh twitch and mm -hmm. gradually i did and i actually just uh recently just a month ago passed my one year's affiliate on twitch congratulations and, uh, I mean, like, dude thank you and i would i would never like turn back either like i don't regret mm -hmm. any of it like the youtube thing built me up to create a community there and mm -hmm. the people who were gonna stick with me stuck with me and came with me over to twitch right and i mm -hmm. still make videos on youtube regularly but i found that streaming and on twitch and, and keeping the community not just my own but having these other friends that are streamers 
turned to be like way more uh gratifying overall mm -hmm. of it, it didn't just feel like okay like i i have my community these are the people that i connect with and the only way people are going to find me is if i have some funny thumbnail that right. somehow gets through a million other thumbnails that everybody mm -hmm. sees and then comes to check me out but sitting there at the the the, the bottom of the barrel the viewer count wise is not going to get me anywhere right as with twitch it depends you can be bottom of the barrel viewer count but if, mm -hmm. it depends on what game you're playing because yeah you know you can play a game that's less popular and and make it to this first or second row then your chances of somebody brand new finding you are a lot higher Mm -hmm. so um yeah so all together it's been about two years uh i stopped doing when i started doing twitch more uh like more solidly mm -hmm. i stopped doing like as many videos on youtube i took a couple months off of making videos on youtube just so i could focus on having two days a week off from anything i had to do because <laughs> mm -hmm. it it's, it's pretty much like my schedule right now is monday is stream night mm -hmm. tuesday night is record stuff wednesday right. is stream night Thursday night is edit, thumbnail, SEO, everything. Mm -hmm. And Friday is another stream night. And then try to take the weekends off to go like yeah. have a life, you know, and have a social life. Yeah. Oh, man, that's perfect. That actually covers so much of what I'm planning on talking about later <laughs> coming up. Like you covered like every single base. That I was like, oh, my God, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Danny. So now anything you have, you have the, the overall art there. <laughs> Come up with your questions and whatnot. But yeah. Oh, man. Danny, if you'd like, you can go ahead and give your story as well as how you started streaming. Yeah. So I got my start in entertainment mm -hmm. uh, in college. Uh, I started I kind of fell into doing a radio show. Um, some friends invited me on. I went on their show and I really enjoyed it. So the next semester I signed up. Uh, my first <laughs> my first entertainment role was a bluegrass and news show called uh, the Bluegrass Bulletin with Burke and Bryant. I'll let you guys know. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys figure out which one I was. Um, from there, I also had a two-hour punk show. Um and then I started managing the media uh, marketing and uh, eventually became the general manager. And at the end of my college career, I was um, I was a producer for sports broadcasting and doing all sorts of other uh, promotions and production work for uh, my current employer. Uh, that mm -hmm. included doing video editing and photos and all sorts of other stuff for them. Uh, and so towards the end of my college career, I found that I was, I'm going to have a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have, a, I don't exactly have a full-time job. Um, I need you know, there's one other thing I really need to do to, to get my degree. And I needed, you know, I was trying, I was floundering around trying to get that and working some other odd jobs. And so mm -hmm. uh, to fill my free time, I started Twitch. Um, I've known for a while that I've always wanted to do uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, podcasts. I work a lot of cleaning jobs, and so podcasts were an easy way to keep me entertained. Um, but at the time, I just didn't have anything really to do my podcast about. Uh, nor did I have the drive to single-handedly produce a podcast at the quality that I wanted to produce a, a podcast and mm -hmm. other stuff. So I, I just started streaming. I, ha I had a decent enough PC to do it. I had one game uh, being Dirty Bomb that I really, really, really loved. Uh, rest in peace, Dirty Bomb. I know there's creators who are still pl you know, playing that game, but I just can't bring myself to do it anymore. 
Um, and I got a couple lucky breaks uh, meeting uh, some people such as um, now uh, Lady Grey Phoenix, uh, Proc, who was the first co-host of the podcast with me um, after uh, he had some things. I found Ren. Uh, and then, yeah, I pl- d- play some other games like Dead by Daylight and whatever else. Uh, so my trajectory was kind of wobbly mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, getting into all this here. Um, yeah, that's kind of it on, on my, my story. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Okay. So for me personally, I know this is kind of a weird tangent from what most of our podcasts are like. This is much more of like a life story Mm -hmm. session right now, but for me personally, (laughs) so I started, I didn't actually really have any real interest in streaming initially. I kind of just wanted to do it as something fun to like do with friends, just like hang out, play like a game, and then have my friends can watch it. Seems like a fun time. I was actually running off a laptop, not anything special, nothing crazy, nothing like that. And I kind of just started playing games that way. And I started playing a lot of League of Legends during this time. And I hate the game now, don't get me wrong. But (laughs) during the time, I had a bit of a problem. I could not stop playing that game. So I just kept on playing the game. I was having a blast playing it, just playing with like my friends, my girlfriend at the time. Just having a wonderful adventure through it, and I was just having like a blast. At a certain point, I just decided I kind of want to try to make something more of this, and I'm curious if I can see, like, if I can do something with this. I'm curious if I can, like, push myself to the next level to some degree, just to, like, try to make something with a little bit better quality, see what I can do. So I initially started when I consider myself actually streaming, whereas before it's just like, I'm playing games for friends to watch. Um... I started playing Spec Ops The Line, and I don't know if you guys know what Spec Ops The Line is, but mm-hmm. it's it's a single-player story game. Not exactly the best for streaming, especially during the age when I played it when literally nobody was watching it. Dead game. Completely dead. But I was like, no, I'm going to play it anyway. This is going to be a fun time. Sure, somebody's going to stop in. And <laughs> there was totally, there was nobody that showed up. I found out after the, like, after the, the stream that my audio on my microphone was actually muted for half of the stream entirely. Oof. And I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is just fantastic. So I don't know. I kind of started, I, I've always approached streaming with the mindset of like, where can I improve next? And then I just keep on going on that line. That's been my like story when it comes to it is just maybe this time I won't mess up and <laughs> just leave the microphone <laughs> off. Or maybe I'll upgrade uh... to some new lights. We'll see what we can do. Uh, things along those lines. I don't know. I started from that and then I just went back into League of Legends. And that's actually where I got a decent foundation. I started off going from zero to, I want to say, about like 10 to 12 viewership average. And uh, like having a small community that would love to play games with me, they were overall like pretty great. I didn't have any problems with it, but I could tell that I was really not enjoying the game so much. And I felt like mm-hmm. I was playing the game just like just because they were there and they wanted me to play it. That was realistically it. So I ended up deciding in the grand scheme of things, I want to become a variety streamer. And if anybody knows, I'm sure you too, Sean, from the transition of one specific thing to just being like, I'm going to go broad. It turns a lot of people off, but it also can like really attract some people. It's just like, thank God I didn't want to watch this game anymore. Anyways, (laughs) It didn't seem like you're really enjoying it. So I, I started branching off into variety streaming. I've played all sorts of games. I jumped into horror. I went from really hating horror games to now loving them into now I'm playing Borderlands a ton. I've been playing for upwards of like a month and I've been having a blast Mm. with it. That's realistically my experience with it. 
Um, one of the big reasons why I pushed for it, and I know this could probably like discourage some people, but one of the big things is that I didn't have a job at the time during like the starting period. So I ended up streaming for a lot longer than I'd ever recommend anybody to do, where I was doing two five-hour streams a day, constantly five days a week, which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, don't do that. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> Never do that. But... I, I wanted to do something with it, and I, my dog, I also found out, ended up having heartworm disease, like, during that period as well. Fortunately, I could pay it off, but I was like, I, I'm looking for a job, I need to find, like, I need to try to make this into something, I need to put my best effort to try to, like, make this into something fantastic. That was, like, one of my big driving goals, so that was personally for me, like, how I really started pushing into it. Now I'm totally fine, it's not anywhere near the way it was. But I still have that need to continue the drive of just improving and improving. That's like one of the biggest things for me that keeps me going in it. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's basically my story on the front. Um, one of the big questions I was actually going to ask, which you kind of covered a little bit, is uh, Sean editing the editing process. So as a streamer or as somebody that's maybe new to like content creation overall, editing sounds easy. It, it sounds pretty simple. It's quite literally, oh, you just cut and paste things, yada, 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 throw in some booms. Fine. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But like the actual. Yeah, exactly. But like the process of it is so much more tedious and you find yourself really wanting to like nitpick a lot, at least for me personally. Like whenever I try to put an effect, it just wasn't good enough. I'd love to know your experience with editing in terms of that regard. And you kind of talked about like how you're simplifying your editing a bit into more of like your content initially rather than editing as a whole. But uh, yeah, um, sure. I mean, like, so there's there's actually like there's different ways of looking at how you want to edit. like there's a big mm-hmm. difference, I'd say, between starting from scratch. Like, so let's say from a YouTube point of view, if you are just making videos for YouTube, mm-hmm. like if you want to make a uh, a full game playthrough, like I'm going to play right. a game from start to finish and I'm going to post all of that. The editing for that um is a lot simpler mm-hmm. than say i'm gonna play a game for eight hours and get you a 10 minute video <laughs> yeah like and, and put all the best parts together and you're only going to see the best thing because then you're playing a game for eight hours and then mm-hmm. you're probably spending probably 32 hours watching that and editing it together right if you were to do that so that's yeah. never been something that like i've been interested <clears throat> in at all mm-hmm. um I like I was talking to the guys earlier before we went live, but basically my my idea for my channel is I do um, it started off as like outside of the full game playthrough with VR games, which are shorter. Mm-hmm. You know that Rick and Morty game is only an hour and a half start to finish, mm-hmm. and then you can actually select different sections of it that you want to do. So I was able to do that to do all these different things that I had done. Um, most VR games are pretty short, so it's pretty easy for me to say, okay, I'm going to play this from the beginning to the end and then i'm going to bring it into the editor and then i'm going to cut out all the things where i don't know what i'm doing like if i'm going uh i don't know what to do uh you know nobody wants to watch that cut that stuff out Mm -hmm. and then you chop it into you know 20 minute episodes or whatever and make sure that the story makes sense that you're like cutting at a good point you know like look at it it's not like okay nothing's happening good time to end the episode it's like <laughs> wait till there's like a crescendo in action and then boom you like leave with mm-hmm. that cliffhanger so that they're waiting till the next episode or whatever 
Um, but you know, so I tend to do uh, outside of doing those full gameplays. If I was playing a like a, an indie game or like some free game or something, whatever, just to try out, I would kind of leave myself. I'd say I'm only going to play this for 15 minutes. So I would start and I'd have OBS open where I can see kind of the timer mm-hmm. and I would just play for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then I'm left with just a complete video. I just right. need to cut it so that the intro and outro are set. Mm-hmm. So then there's not a lot of editing because I'm not an editor, you know, but right. I knew I could get content that I was happy with out there yeah. by doing that. I mean, there were definitely times where after 15 minutes I go, ah, you know, that wasn't nothing funny. happened. I didn't really do a good job yeah. or this game kind of sucks, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then toss it, move on to the next one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of editing is pretty easy, quick, dirty, not a problem. That's the one that I mm-hmm. tend to do more of. Um, as I said before, like the playthroughs, you've got to cut out the boring stuff and make it at least somewhat interesting. Um, you also have to decide like, am I making a video that somebody might be using as a walkthrough for this game? Right. Am I giving them enough information? Did I cut out where I went and picked up uh the the golden chalice you know what i mean like did Mm -hmm. i cut that out by accident like because i i've had to go back before where somebody's like like i was playing this game um recently a vacation simulator it's a vr game made by the job sim people and Mm -hmm. um i was putting together this like 100 percent, you know this level or whatever and somebody goes like the volleyball for the love of god where did you get the volleyball and i'm like oh no and i looked and i'm like sure enough like at just some point i have this part of the game that you needed to have and i have no idea and i comment like sorry dude like i don't i don't even have the original i have no idea you know it's like so there's things like that you have to worry about and i think Mm -hmm. that people who have the time to be like full-time content creators that those are mistakes they wouldn't necessarily make right those are things that like like i think that you may like I, I think that if you're going into it full time to go like I'm making top quality edited content, mm-hmm. then you're writing a script. You know, you're right. taking the time to go. This is how I'm laying out this video and I'm putting it together as right. a playthrough content creator. Where I'm more or less right now, my idea is to show you new VR games. That is mm-hmm. like my whole. That's my channel right now. Is when mm-hmm. new VR games come out, or maybe uh, indie VR games that you haven't heard about that aren't advertised as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I'm going to play them for you so that you at least get a taste of what it's about. Maybe you'll check it out. And that's, that's my main thing. So therefore my editing process for that, not difficult. Now we can switch over to like being a streamer and you want right. to take your streaming content you want to bring that to your channel. Well, I will tell you, first of all, as a, you know, starting as the YouTuber, whatever with VR content and mm-hmm. gaming content that way, that stream content or like you know even uh best of moments you know right shots on gaming live stream on twitch like funniest top 10 boom whatever like that's not gonna play off like my right. like i don't i don't care that he streams which sucks you know it's like i mean the mm-hmm. people that i've gotten out of my youtube channel to come to the stream i think i've got all of them you know like mm-hmm. the people who are going to be there are there but i don't think but any video i've put of clips of things that i've done on stream it just never really gets anywhere um but I do have some things like I was saying earlier, I, I play a lot of uh, GTA RP and mm-hmm. I've had some like really good stories happen. But again, that's four or five hours of footage right. where I'm like, yeah, some funny things happen during this. So like I don't have 10 hours. Like you got to think about it that way. Like mm-hmm. however much footage you have, it's at least going to take twice as much time to go through it and yeah. find all the best moments of it. Um, yeah. so like that sort of stuff is, is terrible for me. So I actually outsource that. That is something I like save money aside to mm-hmm. have somebody do that. 
And mm-hmm. uh, so like, that's why if you, if you look on my channel, like I have um, like my RP stuff, like those are actually well edited. Like they're mm-hmm. all put together with all the different, you know, transitions and stuff because it takes so much time that I don't have to do it. Now uh, I will say as somebody like who's been through all this stuff, there are some very easy things you as a streamer can do to make your life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those things is that Twitch has in, in, integrated the marker system mm-hmm. where you can create a hotkey. And as long as you have Twitch open on your computer, you hit a button. Or if you have a stream deck or something like that, you hit a button and it will automatically mark your VOD so that when you go into your channel and you go to your VOD, there will be markers mm-hmm. that you can go and check. Oh, something funny happened at that point, And you can check that out. Because even if you clip something, you have the clip, but that clip doesn't say where right. in the whole VOD that happened. Right. So like as an editor, that sort of stuff, the marker thing works. And I know mm-hmm. that Stream Deck has a marker function as well. Like it's built in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, like that's another thing to like get your get your 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 community who's watching you be like, go crazy with the clips. Clip, mm-hmm. clip ahoy. Anything yeah. you think is even remotely funny, clip it for me, please. Because mm-hmm. then you can go through and you can find all that stuff a lot easier and then throw that all together. And then your editing time is like cut way down. You know, mm-hmm. um, I used to just keep a pad of paper next to me. And if something right. funny happened, I would write down what time it was when that happened. You know, yeah, so that I had an idea. It's um, so I mean, like that's that's really just the, the hardest part is is getting all your clips together. And mm-hmm. then, or, no, that's step one. And then step two is. <laughs> Editing it all in an entertaining fashion that it either right. makes sense or keeps mm-hmm. the viewer interested because all it's going to take is two seconds, three seconds of something not great happening for them to mm-hmm. hit, you know, stop or X, you know, get out yeah. of the video. Yeah. And that's one of the big things about YouTube content, too, is that like with with streaming, you expect a not polished product init- like inherently. There's nothing that you can really do about downtime. It's not like you can just fill it with empty like. You can't just fill it with Jabber all the time. There's no way that you can possibly do that. Whereas something along the lines of YouTube content where you expect it to be edited, at least polished to a degree to the point where everything is cohesive and makes sense, even like a second or two where it's just a little off, people will notice it. People will very clearly notice it and be like, I don't know about that so much. Like this content just clearly wasn't as great as like the other stuff. What's going on there? Um but yeah, I noticed that a lot. Yeah, I noticed that a lot when I'm watching just like maybe a random video on YouTube and the person like I noticed that the person actually just forgets to uh, cut part of the like dialogue that he meant to say. And then he just accidentally said it incorrectly. So he's just like, and then this happened and then this happened this way. And it's just like, what the what? What was that? Um, so, yeah, things along those lines for YouTube content specifically. It's really easy to notice that sort of thing. Whereas in terms of like, yeah, feel free. Go right ahead. I was just going to say like another thing that you see a lot on YouTube is, Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people say like, oh, it's like YouTube editing, which is, (laughs) and I've, I've had, I had an editor on my music channel. I gotta, I gotta find this video, but I basically talked for 25 minutes Mm -hmm. trying to get the same thing out. Like I was just, I was just talking and I kept screwing up and then starting over and I just did a million times and then he gives it back to me. And it's like, He's taken all these sentences and clipped them together. And I'm like, oh, God, like, but this is what the kids do these days. Like, yeah. You know, like 
instead of me like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with the idea of what I'm gonna say in my head, and then mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try and say it uh, articulated well for you know right. I'm gonna do it over and over until I feel like I got it, and I'm like, yep, that last one that was a good one, right? And then but the younger minds are like, no, we're gonna take the best sentences from all your <laughs> takes and cut them together into this weird like, and it's it's crazy, but that is what. That's what it is now. That's yeah. what, uh, you know, that's what these kids up to here on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing that I did notice, not necessarily in terms of that, but when I, I tried making a single, like, let's play video and the immediate first thing I didn't even consider when I started was how am I going to open? Like, how? How? So, like, when you're starting, you just immediately fail and you're like, oh. remove it get rid of it entirely restart let's mulligan i've done that like on the first video i think i did that like 10 times alone and i was just like i don't know if this is for me (laughs) like i have you you need you need a catchphrase uh uh-huh and that was something that one of my so the guy who was editing my youtube channel back Mm -hmm. forever like my music stuff He's yeah. the one who actually taught me how to do SEO and gave me the like. He's the one who kind of taught me how to do YouTube in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't. I, it literally like it came out of me one day. Like it was one of my first videos that I opened with my my catchphrase, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "This is really stupid. I've never said the word y'all in my entire life." <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, no, it's perfect because mm-hmm. it's something that now is yours. Because my thing is like, what's good, y'all? And I don't, it just came out of me in one of my right. early videos. And they were like, that's it. There's your catchphrase. You need to use every video. And same thing, <laughs> that same video at the very end, I was like, all right, thanks a lot for watching. You're all great. Light up. And I, and that was just me talking. Like it wasn't something in my mind, mm-hmm. but after that first video, he's like, you've just, you've got your bookends. Yeah. And so I have done that every single video and mm-hmm. every single stream. I, that is now my thing. And that's the thing you'd like. So now I even have people like when I went to uh, 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 PAX East and I ran into some viewers of mine, they're like, what's good y'all. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this is freaking crazy. <laughs> like, that's nuts. Like, I mean, to think about, you know, yeah, that's the kind of thing you need a hook. You need a hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even so much. I mean, yes, it is for the viewership themselves, but it actually sets yourself on the right path as well. Because if yeah, you just yeah. don't have it, it's so easy to get lost, just kind of like talking about nothing. So one of the big things I noticed when I started was like, I would try and like it was that five seconds of me trying to do a starter and then realizing I don't like it. And then I'm just like, oh, I kind of barked this, didn't I? Ah, geez. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big issue. Danny, if you if you have any questions or any like things that you're curious about at all, feel free yeah, Danny, to jump on. Danny, what's your intro? Yeah, what's your, your intro, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> uh for the podcast i mean it's of course the um this is next to nothing the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your uh yeah how to waste your time and not your money i forgot my own bookend um i've always found like bookends to be really really difficult because Mm -hmm. all of it it, because the bookend is like to kind of get you like in the mood right like set right and everything for me prior to doing any sort of streaming or any sort of uh content like this Mm -hmm. was short hey we have 30 seconds to knock out like a little bit of news Mm -hmm. um 
do it real quick, you know, today in, you know, Australia, blah, 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 blah. And then we'd go back into a song. Um, so it's like really weird to go from really short form content. If you think about like a radio broadcast mm-hmm. being like mini content where I was emulating everything I had heard in radio up until, you know, that point to think about how to do it, uh, how to like have a continuous stream of consciousness without uh-huh. working it all up is really, really difficult. And I think that's like a, a technical stuff aside, mm-hmm. having some sort of stream of consciousness mm-hmm. is and be cohesive and coherent is really, really, really hard. How do you guys deal with that? Do you guys like take notes on stuff you want to do for stream or whatever, or talk about on stream or I've just always been a talker. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, like it's, it's so funny. Like, uh, I mean, I've just, I've just been, I mean, like, look, I, like I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. I, I fully get it. But I just mm-hmm. I don't shut up like I always I talk a lot so like that's never been a problem for me to just mm-hmm. talk you know, um, but that's definitely been something that um, like I I didn't really think about that much uh, until I tried to get my girlfriend to make a video so I was like okay like there's this VR game and it's about having a kitten okay like this is right up your alley mm-hmm. I want. I want you to play this and I want to see, I'm going to record you. I want, I want to see like what you can do or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, or even have like, I've had her play a horror game on stream and I'll go downstairs. Like we turn all the lights off. She plays up here. I run downstairs. I watch her on the TV on stream. And I realize like the difference between a streamer and then my girlfriend who's, you know, she's, this mm-hmm. is not what she does at all. Right. And so like, you know, she'll be like, Oh God. <laughs> and then just dead silence you know and then same thing with this other game i watch her i watch her play you know and like she or like i'd check out the video or whatever and i and i realized that um like i i didn't see it till after but when she was done i came up and said hey so how was it she's like i didn't think about it till right now but i definitely wasn't saying a lot and i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's all about like you know you want to like just have that stream of consciousness as you were saying Danny. like you just say everything you're thinking right yeah and i definitely you know like all the boxes that were showing up with text uh i didn't read those out loud and i was like okay like i didn't i should have explained these are all basic things i should have explained (laughs) before hitting record. you know what i mean yes d-lo is a saint that's right she's the best but uh she uh i mean like but it for me it's really just talk 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 get the next thing mm-hmm. no dead air like that's i mean yeah. mm-hmm. streaming, that's even when i first started doing content playing games i you know i i didn't even watch a lot of like gamers on youtube like i really right. i still don't necessarily like maybe some games i'll check out but like i mm-hmm. you know it's not it hasn't been something that i like stick to you know like oh i want to watch oh this guy except like you know donkey or whatever you know i love those right. videos but watching let's play videos mm-hmm. like it wasn't something that i was used to i just knew that okay, well, if people are watching me play the game and I'm doing a playthrough, my style is not, I'm dead silent while you watch this game. I mean, there's plenty of videos out there of people just no face cam, just playing through a game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm trying to bring my personality into it. So the idea is always stream of consciousness. Right. Just don't shut up. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me personally, that was actually a really hard thing for me to learn. It was not something that I'm good at at all off of stream i'm actually a very introverted person off of stream i tend not to talk to a whole lot of people i'm very quiet but uh it was something i really had to learn really fast for sure 
because the, one of the first things in my first streams, I basically I probably said like 20 words. And if I said like any words, it was I I'm reloading in a shooter. <laughs> like, what am I doing right now? Like, what's going on to the point where I can actually just talk and talk and talk. And I feel like I don't know. It's something that you definitely have to adapt to more than anything, because realistically, very few people very few maybe with the exception of you Sean. but like people don't talk the way that streamers do at all because you're realistically you're just the main goal is to fill dead air as much as you possibly can a lot of the times is like mm -hmm. if if you can't say anything you're probably losing like attention from other people like if you don't have anything important to say you're losing attention from other people and then the stream is just a like it's essentially getting hurt by that Whereas, like, if you're able to fill that dead air, you have, like, that form of interaction. Maybe you're not interacting with chat. Maybe there's nobody there. But you're still interacting with something. You're interacting with whatever content you're, like, staring at, in which case, usually a game. But, I mean, yeah. So, that was one of the big struggles for me, personally. Even sometimes today, I tend to run into that issue of, I don't know what to say. And I'm hoping to God something happens. Something for <laughs> me to at least react to in order to, like, get past that hump. Because that happens right. a lot of times. You'll just run into a spot where nothing's going on, and you're just like, well, shit. <laughs> I don't know what to do right here. Hold on. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's definitely taken me... I feel like I've really adapted well recently in the past, like, six months than I ever did at, the like, the start of my streams. For, like, approximately like, the first year, I felt like my content was really lacking in that regard. Where it's like, I don't have anything of value to talk about at all, really. But now I feel like I can actually, like, talk, hold dialogue for us, like, longer than just, like, a yes or no. Like, if somebody asks a question, and it's just as easily as, like, how was your day going? Oh, it was good. Yeah. Oh, because people love hearing, oh, it was good. That's exactly what they're, like, really <laughs> curious about. They, they want to know the entire in-depth thing. So, yeah, I don't know. That was a big struggle for me, personally. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah. You you said something I kind of want to latch on to it real quick. You said you're pretty introverted. Mm -hmm. Sean, you you know, you said you had a background in music. I talked about my, my background. Were you ever a performer, Ren? Did you no. like ever perform in school or anything like that? No, never. So it was like an entire leap into the abyss for me yeah. in terms of entertaining anybody where like I, I've been asked to like go on theater and I was like, ha, no, that's never happening. Mm. Don't worry, that's never gonna happen. But I don't know. I find it really like it's it's definitely very like obviously it's entertaining for the viewers, but it's entertaining for yourself sometimes just to like I don't know, for me personally, like sometimes when I'm just listening to myself just talk BS and I'm just like, oh my god, what am I like what am I going on about right now? Or like, wow, that really was funny. I like, if I can laugh at my jokes, I can expect other people to like find it humorous. That's one of the big things for me. Is like, if my joke isn't funny, like, what's the point? Versus like, that was the best thing that I've probably said all night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's always really surprising for me when I actually feel like I'm in the zone because sometimes like I I don't have that experience at all when it comes to any sort of entertainment whatsoever. I, I was normally the kind of person that just like tried to shy away from entertainment, like being the class clown or anything like that, and just minded my own business. So trying to step out of that light, sometimes it's just really uh, like opening for me more than anything of like, I get to show my enjoyment over a certain thing. So for example, this talking about content creation is always a big thing for me. 
always really enjoy talking about and half the time i can't shut up about it for like mm-hmm. extended periods of time but uh like when it comes to other things like for example my work i tend not to talk a whole lot about my work because it's work i don't find it interesting i don't think mm-hmm. it's that like fantastic of a topic to discuss at all but i could talk about games for hours i could talk about this for hours i don't really have an issue with that but uh yeah i don't know that that tends to be my thing in that regard but uh I mean, I'll- I'll be honest, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning, I do remember before hitting that stream now button that I yeah. would do the whole, like, <sighs> yeah. all right, okay, we're doing this. All right, okay, <laughs> yeah, like, pump it up. Like, because I'd be really nervous about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, oh, crap, I'm late. Okay, go. Hey, <laughs> like, you know, because it, it just takes time to get really used to it. And yeah. one thing I did want to also uh, throw in. Among, uh, to, along with this conversation is like there's a lot of different types of streamers so mm-hmm. you're either i mean the now this is this word is not law okay like i'm not uh, i'm not right here but i like right. from my point of view there is you know there are streamers that have personalities and you are there to watch them as a person do whatever mm-hmm. the hell they're gonna do and mm-hmm. that is like kind of so that is one type of streamer they're up there playing you know these are variety streamers these are people who do right. variety and they'll like maybe sit and watch youtube videos with their fan you know with their viewers or etc cetera, etc cetera. but you're there to hang out with that person there's a community and there's a friendship among everybody that mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they're playing or what they're doing it's just kind of like you're there to watch the stream and hang out with everyone there and that's like those are my favorite streams to be a part of and like, right go to then there's like your people who have garbage personalities or just don't give a you know they don't just don't care about talking mm-hmm. to their chat or just have just godlike numbers that they can't yeah. even interact with their chat and they're just playing games that are really popular and they're already big enough that it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter like they're big yeah. enough people are tuning to them because they're going to get the new AAA title before <clears throat> everybody else they've right. been following this person for so long and that's fine then you have your people who don't have great personalities but are so good at video games <laughs> so good at video games and you watch mm-hmm. them to be like this is awesome like this this guy just crushes it. like sure he doesn't say a lot boy his personality is like cardboard but man this guy or girl can yeah. play right then you get then you get your doctor disrespects where you get that personality and the good gameplay and you smash mm-hmm. them together and like that is a game that's a winning combination right there you know what i mean right. you get those types of people where not only are you watching somebody who's really good but they have this larger than life personality that mm-hmm. you're just drawn in by you know yeah so i mean like honestly there was definitely a room there's there's space here for shy people yeah i mean (laughs) yeah that that's that's definitely the coolest thing and uh like the thing to note is for the most part almost every twitch streamer starts as a twitch viewer more than anything it's it's they're they're already in that community they know exactly like how it like a 99 percent of the people that do watch twitch and it's just like common fact for the most part are, are the shy people they're the shy individuals they're obviously they're the gamers that like really enjoy games and they enjoy watching people have fun with them that's kind of the big thing about it but uh but yeah i don't know i definitely agree there's there's definitely no real like there's no denial of entry into twitch right. when it comes into regards of that sort of thing even the people that like I don't agree with their personality personally. Like, I kind of think they're an asshole. Like, I, I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. And I'm like, okay, well, people that enjoy that kind of thing, that's that's your out. You have that as an option by all means. But uh, 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely do agree with that for sure. I think this is a I'm going to call it a field. It's a field where like a lot of people think there is that barrier to entry. Like people won't watch people. will. there's definitely a chance for people to watch. There's always a chance. It might there even just be friends. So many monsters on this yeah. platform. There are so many monsters that are making tens of thousands of dollars a week mm-hmm. being monsters. And there's also <laughs> like really good people who are also doing quite well. You know what I mean? But like there's there from all areas, you know, like this, mm-hmm. this place caters to them. Now should it cater to all of them? I don't know. But, you know, it's <laughs> like um, but there's you know, there is a place for everyone. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I have to completely agree with that um there was something else i wanted to talk about so seo the seo is actually another thing so for for twitch streamers that's irrelevant like in the grandest scheme of things with the exception of tags the tag system can be of value occasionally when it comes to maybe co-streams or playing with viewers playing with viewers tends to be a really popular tag that people check but for the most Mm -hmm. part it's not that important the importance of an seo system is choosing your game in the directory in the grand scheme of things where yeah. if if you're playing a game, maybe, for example, Darkest Dungeon, Darkest Dungeon has a really solid like fan base that doesn't really leave. It almost always averages between 200 to 400 viewers, and there's very few streamers that actually stream it. That would be an example of like a SEO target in terms of like gaming, like if I was even going to consider one. But uh, but yeah, for for streamers, SEO doesn't like the term seo doesn't really hold any meaning for the most part right so i'd love to like go into your experiences with seo and like the transition over into a field where it's a lot more like you gotta pick a game or like you gotta pick a game that people watch it's not just like oh i can play the game that hasn't like seen the light of day in seven millennia (laughs) right um so I so like along with deciding that I was going to be a variety streamer, I also mm-hmm. told myself I'm just going to play what I want to play. I'm right. not going to get to that point of like what you said with League of Legends. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like you got sick of it, but you right. still played it because your viewers are there to watch it. Yeah. That is how I was with the Rick and Morty thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like I, I, I dug a hole, buried that game and then dug it back up and dug a little deeper and stuffed it back. Like, right. I, I just got, I got, so there was, there's literally nothing left for me to do with that. <laughs> game. So like I was done with it. So when I was doing Twitch or, you know, when I started streaming, I was like, look, like, I know y'all are asked like every stream, dude, when I started YouTube, every stream, people would be like, Hey, can you do this in Rick and Morty? I'm like, I'm playing what I'm, I'm playing, <laughs> you know, I'm playing Friday the 13th. What is, well, how is this anyway? Right. Um, but I told myself I was just going to play games that I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that out of the games that I have that I'm interested in playing, that doesn't mean that I don't take a look right. at, at numbers and stuff. So like, I actually found that the one game that I got a lot of followers from that, uh, I wasn't sure it was uh, Oxygen Not Included. Mm-hmm. So that game has a solid viewer base of people who love the game. And they are literally just hanging out in streams to help streamers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's a great game, by the way. Anybody who streams or not streams, it's an awesome game. It's super, super fun. Huge learning curve. But mm-hmm. as a streamer, it was something that I realized really quickly. Well, even with a lower channel average that I have, I right. could still get in there and get top row and be one right. of the top or people in there and if you're there as those top guys drop off you mm-hmm. keep moving up so like you know you can so that's a that's a, a good thing to consider if you if you're being variety game uh, if you are a variety streamer mm-hmm. 
you know, take a look at what games, maybe some older games that you're interested in playing and, you know, check out where you're going to sit when you start streaming it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't suggest necessarily, especially as small streamers, like, you know, like smaller uh, viewership streamers. Um, I don't like the, I don't like the term small streamer. Okay, we're all big streamers, baby. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, smaller in viewership. Right. Like, I, I, I as I said, play what you want to play. Don't worry about your viewership. Right. Uh, I know I'm circling back, but when you were talking about when you first started and you weren't sure, like I literally started streaming to zero people and mm-hmm. I would still practice talking like I was right. talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would, I would literally like no matter what until now, even to like the, the amount of viewers I have now, it's still act like you are talking to an amphitheater of people. Right. Like get everybody hyped. Up. Anyway. All right. Back to the, back. <laughs> I told you I talk a lot. Cut me off at any time. Jesus. Uh, oh no, it's perfect. But yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean like the thing is like, uh, even if you don't have a lot of viewership, you can get involved in games that, uh, have, uh, just the right amount of viewers and the amount mm-hmm. of streamers like that balance. That right. You can kind of sneak in there and get people that'll figure you out, you know, like that'll find you and mm-hmm. then always talk, to chat always talk to chat that'll help you grow so like yeah. that that doesn't necessarily count as seo because it's not exactly a search engine except they're i guess right you count them searching for that game on twitch or something right exactly that. but um but for youtube it's an incredibly important and yeah. there's a bunch of different ways to do it uh uh i actually almost so uh one thing i will tell you like i don't know how many uh people in chat are interested in becoming a youtuber or what have you but no mm. matter what don't join an mcn don't do it it's stupid it's a dumb <laughs> thing i didn't i i got asked by three different mcns to join i never did it it's dumb don't mm-hmm. do it i'm telling you <laughs> I, I, I know so <laughs> many people who have done it and it has just it destroyed them. Like, it's just not worth it. MCN is a multi-channel network, which basically means one overlord of uh, some 20-year-olds in, uh, 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 in, in some kid's bedroom who decided <laughs> that they know everything there is to know about... Um, that there is to know about YouTube and, mm-hmm. and such. And they basically take 80% of your income right. and provide you with uh, like a thumbnail a month or something, <laughs> you know, like it's like, they, yeah. it's, it's so bad. Well, yeah. it used to be that they were the middleman between you and YouTube that right. yeah. bef- there was no like you, there's no other way to get your ad revenue. You had to be a part of an MCN, mm-hmm. which has changed and it has proven to be a very detrimental uh, mm-hmm. system. Uh, like I, you know, not so jokingly coughed at Defy <laughs> Media, uh, who stole from almost all their creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, actually, that's kind of like related. Um, what about, and you guys don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but how do you guys feel about stream teams? I am opinionated on stream teams. So I feel opinionated. a little bit, just a teeny bit. So one of the mm-hmm. things is... Uh, it's hard for me to represent a stream team if I try it. Like, I have to try out the products because uh, most stream teams, if not all of them, have some sort of product for the most part. Like, that's kind of one of the things of a stream team, with the exception of maybe like a stream team like Tatman Army, which is very revolved around like people that really enjoy Tim's content. Like, that's pretty much basically it that are also streamers. Um, but uh, I recently tried out, like, I was part of a stream team, and I recently tried out one of their products, and I could not get behind it at all. Like, I, I found it to be foundationally, like, not a good product whatsoever in the slightest. And, like, I can't I can't represent that. that. I refuse. Like, if it's that bad of a product, like, if it's that bad of quality, 
and I'm representing that, what does that speak of me as a person? That was one of the big things that I saw about me personally on terms of that. Um, there's there's different kinds of stream teams. Obviously, there's just like the communities of like friends that are just like, hey, let's start up a stream team. Let's let's be a community together. And that's that's mm-hmm. totally fine. I respect that entirely. When it comes to the like bigger stream teams, it's I would be very cautious, like unbelievably cautious. <laughs> Think about your value as a person, as a creator. And if they just like instantly accept you, I'd be definitely like a little bit worrisome about that personally. That was one of the things that I walked into. And even when they uh, they offered me a sponsorship program, that that particular mm-hmm. stream team, I'm trying not to go into names because I don't want to be that guy. But uh, they offered <laughs> me a sponsorship program and I checked it and the requirements were shockingly low. And I was just thinking to myself, this can't be right. What's what's the mm-hmm. gimmick here that keeps me like stuck in this loop? Like, there's no way that this is just like as he is. He is. Oh, oh, I get the goodies and nothing really bad happens. There's no way. <laughs> That's just not how life works um but yeah i don't know that's that's kind of just my opinions on stream teams i would say be careful really more Mm -hmm. than anything if it's just like a group of friends and like if you made friends through streaming and you're like let's start up a stream team by all means that's that's awesome people will really respect that people will just be like oh yeah like that obviously is like one of his friends let's go check him out too that was how i met like a lot of content creators i actually know like nowadays as i checked through that directory like of like stream team streamers and i found a few people i really enjoyed like talking to hanging out and they're like close friends of mine now um mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know it's something to definitely be wary about for sure that's that's kind of the way i feel about it. especially like that includes just regular sponsorships as a whole like i know i'm kind of just talking about like stream team sponsorships but regular sponsorships if they're offering you a sponsorship and they're all like, oh, viewer average doesn't matter. We don't care about like your your amount of uh, like. What's the correct term reach the correct like how much reach you have it's doesn't matter. Clout. The word is clout. <laughs> clout. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't care. We don't care. It's fine. Just uh, sell our goods. Yeah, I'm not like there's something yeah, I, sketchy about that right then and there. Well, what you're talking about is the difference between uh, is is taking like monetary value for yourself for something that you believe in or selling out that is the thing like Mm -hmm. i just recently started actually getting offers of i don't know like i guess sponsorships i mean more Mm -hmm. or less like hey here's this cool thing we'll pay you to make a video about it right Mm -hmm. and i try it if i don't like it i'm not gonna do it like it's right. not worth i mean i'm sure everybody has their dollar amount you can pay me 10 million dollars to all right maybe i will you know i mean I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll make a video about it and i'll be like this is crap but they gave me 10 million dollars like i mean yeah. I'll say it. you know what i mean but yeah. like but like so if there's something crap like i'm not going to promote something that i don't believe mm-hmm. in so like exactly. i did have the very first one i made i had people be like wow how's it feel to sell out I can't believe sean zom sold out i'm like <laughs> i like this like, what do you mean <laughs> like this is cool like you know i would never do that so like I see what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. check out what they really what, yeah. what their what their goal is with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I had I had a company come to me being like, "Hey, we have this shop that sells like gamer gear." Yeah. And uh so why don't we just want you to put an ad for it in the middle of your video and we'll pay you a few hundred bucks. And I'm like, "Okay, what's the link?" And I like open like and I just like you can get the hell out of here and never contact me again. Right. Because like this is so sketchy i would never in a million years tell anyone to do it like, exactly yeah ever like even if that number were ten thousand dollars i would never ever mm-hmm. ever 
tell my viewers, hey, this is some cool thing. Go, uh, you know, get your credit card stolen. <laughs> yeah. Count my yeah. Money. Like, that's awful. That's called selling out. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the idea of stream teams. So, like, I'm part of a stream team. I never even thought about it other than, like, I thought, like, everyone had to be a partner. I didn't really know how it all worked. Right. Um, but through, I was playing the game Darwin Project, and this other woman who, uh, another streamer friend, or like who I'd met through Darwin, had hosted me. And apparently, right when she hosted me, someone either in my chat or in the game mm -hmm. had said something like homophobic. And mm -hmm. so she caught me in the middle of an, like an all out rant, like uh -huh. kind of going, like, just like, not not being a monster, but just explaining why right. their view was wrong and mm -hmm. that they shouldn't mm -hmm. talk, you know, whatever went on. And so she messaged me afterwards and said, hey, I'm putting together a stream team of LGBTQ plus, you know, people and supporters. And mm -hmm. you seem like you have your head on straight. You yeah. know, would you want to be a part of this? Like, there's no product behind it. There's yeah. literally nothing other than these are all people with a like-minded idea about these values, and, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to support each other. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. And so I, since then, have brought on a couple other people onto the team. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of people, but we have, you know, we host each other. Like, I, all my auto hosts are, those are all, the, all those people are the top people mm -hmm. uh, that auto host. And at the end of every stream, I always click to see if anyone else is live. And those are the first people that I will host and they do right. the same for me. And it's, it's definitely helped grow, you know, it's helped mm -hmm. my channel grow. Mm -hmm. I know it's like, it's a good exchange of people. Um, so I can see that being a good thing. I mean, of course, I, I mean, Hey, Brent, I, I hosted you last night. It's like, you know, like I always <laughs> want to send over my community to my other friends too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But being a part of a community that, actually cares about each other and is right. interested in each other's content um that can help everyone kind of grow to a point you know i'm sure there's a you know there's a pinnacle where it just yeah exactly there's like a genuine yeah. bond there like that actually yeah. connects you more than just like hey we met on a podcast don't get me wrong awesome dude but like realistically for the most part we've met through a podcast that's kind of the way it went but like right. i can totally see your like view on that 100 percent, and i feel the same way like i tend to raid my closest friends because i genuinely care about their content i genuinely care about them as a person and like i would i want to see them succeed that's kind of the biggest thing there i think one of the big things is just like the sheer authenticity of a person like there's there's a pretty fine line that some people tend to teeter on occasionally of like being authentic versus being like oh i'm i'm big time streamer boy like you know what i mean like sometimes that that line gets teetered at times and i tend to see it a lot but uh but yeah i don't know i always like if you're an authentic person i immediately like gravitate to you like to you significantly more like if you're willing to even call out that thing that's like I don't know about that thing. And like a lot of people are like, what do you mean? That's amazing. And I'm like, okay. I mean, look, you don't like it. You don't like it. Cool. Awesome. At least you're not just going to follow the bandwagon. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Look at that. Because yeah. I, yeah. I load that at times. But, uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, back to SEO. So yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, right, I don't right. personally like know much about it in terms of like YouTube content. And I would love to like know more about that side of things. I'm sure Danny would as well. I know he was yes. like super interested into it, but yeah, like if you could, I'd love to hear more about SEO. Yeah, sure. So, uh, 
so again, I think we already went over uh, search engine yeah. optimization mm-hmm. uh, used on. So basically what happens is, is things like Google. I mean, mostly Google. Google's the only thing we care about. Let's be honest. Right. Um, so Google crawls the Internet with its mm-hmm. eyeballs and it looks at these um, these tags that represent what a page is about. So when you search for super awesome video games, it will find every website out there that has tags or things related to super cool video game mm-hmm. so when it comes to youtube youtube is basically its own in you know like microcosm of the internet and right. it has the same deal where videos have these tags that when you search on youtube or google for that matter because they are mm-hmm. connected that your video is going to come up and so that also adds to where your video is in a queue like if you search on youtube for something like is yours going to be in the top 10 videos is it going to be just pages in uh that all depends same idea Mm -hmm. if you're building a website you're making your own blog or something like that if you don't have good seo even if you search your first name blog on youtube or on uh google that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean your your site's going to be on the front page and so the idea is to get the best seo possible that it will show up up at the top you know so right Mm -hmm. the idea with youtube is you need to keep your seo stuff a hundred percent about what your video truly is so that when people are searching those key their keywords Mm -hmm. that are that are connected to your video but there's also some little tricks like um you know like something that is still related to your video but not exactly or maybe Mm -hmm. even another youtuber that people possibly search for i don't i don't do the other youtuber name thing but i see a lot of people do that where Mm -hmm. they'll add in markiplier or you know right pewdiepie or whatever just so that if people are searching for it that your video is either going to be on top or maybe you're watching a pewdiepie video and in the related videos yours would come up um Mm -hmm. so i mean the overall idea like there's really not that much magic behind right i don't i don't think anyone has all the answers Mm -hmm. um I used to, so one of the MCNs that wanted to hire or, you know, to take me on, I, ref, I said, I didn't want to. And so they were like, well, we also have a paid monthly thing, which we will mm-hmm. allow you to use basically the same services and we'll give you a month of it for free. I'm like, all right, let me try the free month so I can see what it was. Mm-hmm. And all the things they had were just, it was so not helpful to me because right. I was like, here's a little here are some ideas on how to make your video better and it was like make a good thumbnail (laughs) (laughs) you know like title make your title interesting like it was just and then one of the things they had was a um a uh uh, an seo tag generator Mm -hmm. and at Mm -hmm. first i thought that was great i'm like this is worth the money alone but Mm -hmm. then you can find the same exact thing online So like, oh, this is stupid. So like, I still use those tag generators. Whatever mm-hmm. game it is, I'll type in that game. I'll grab all those tags, paste right. them in, and then I will edit them after I paste them. Also, yeah. if it's a game that somebody has already done uh, and has a million views on, I will open mm-hmm. up their video and there's um, there's a, 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 a plugin for Chrome that I use called uh, vidIQ. That's V-I-Q. actually what I've been using. I was actually going to ask you about that, but yeah. And that is, and like, don't pay for the pro version, like mm-hmm. all this stuff, TubeBuddy, all that stuff. They're all the same. Don't pay any money for that stuff. VidIQ, just get the free version and you can go to other people's videos and it will show you mm-hmm. all their tags and you can just snag right. the tags and then edit them so that it matches up with you. Like use your name in there instead of theirs when it's like, you know, like, a, you know, it, Sean Zom insurgency sandstorm, you know, like mm-hmm. and put that stuff. Um, 
Like, so basically the way that I do it is my first two tags are always Sean Zom, Sean Zom Gaming. And then mm-hmm. you kind of like, you start like like a little vague. So I have like on every video, you can set up in YouTube like defaults so that mm-hmm. every time you upload a video, it automatically put in default values. Right. So it's like gaming, gamer, playthrough, walkthrough, PC, you know, like things like that. Yeah. And then you go, this is the game. Game, is it? Is it episode one? Is it part one? Is it chapter one? Is it level one? What level is it called? What is it? What, you know, like you want to be right. specific as possible because I know for myself, if I'm stuck in a game, I want to be able to type in, you know, uh zelda water temple like yeah you know like statue puzzle i want to be able to you know get exactly what i'm looking for right so that's the overall idea is doing mm-hmm. that and then vidiq also has a a, a little box with check boxes on it that will mm-hmm. fill out as you're doing things correctly so one of the things that i don't really follow is they say like like tripling keywords which i don't really understand what that means but yeah i try to have I have my title for the t- the video, and then in my description, I try to have at least fifty mm-hmm. percent of the words in my title in the description somewhere. Not necessarily like even if it was Sean Zom plays Sandstorm, it would be mm-hmm. like in this episode here with Sean Zom, he's playing that new game Insurgency with the one right. with the Sandstorm. You know, like same game, same yeah. keywords, just in the description and in a different order. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that apparently helps. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's, it's still a crapshoot, you know, you just want to make sure you you use all 500 characters of your SEO that you have use every last character you can. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things, no matter what, like there's no like guarantee that you're ever going to be successful on either Twitch or YouTube. It's quite literally like you're rolling the dice. You can always try to skew the dice in your favor, but you can't always just make it the perfect, like (laughs) the perfect 12, but you can't always just get that. But uh, but yeah, I completely agree. I, I do actually have bit IQ and there was a lot of cool things that I noticed when I was starting because I, I I found myself actually looking at like tags when I just watch a random video now, even though I tend not to like really do any YouTube anything at this point. Yeah, but I'm always really curious. And I'm just like, why did they throw Markiplier in this random Minecraft YouTube? Wait, <laughs> what? What's going on there? But uh, but yeah, I, I definitely that's actually super informative, though, just for a lot of people, because a lot of people don't really understand how SEO works or like mm-hmm. how much impact it really has. And it does. It definitely does have impact, but it's not something that you can just like, oh, I threw in the perfect words. Now I'm number one. Like, right, there's no yeah. but, I mean, like, but it's also connecting it so that people stay on your channel. So mm-hmm. you want to make it that your video uh, uh, keywords have enough in common with all your other videos so mm-hmm. that when you're watching a Sean's on video, the related is full of, cause I have like a thousand videos on my channel. It's like, mm-hmm. and there, there are plenty of videos that I have where it's yeah. like, it's like you're watching one of my videos and the related is like PewDiePie and Markiplier. I'm like, that, <laughs> what do you think they need more? Like Jesus <laughs> Christ, come on. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, I mean, I, it's, it's, I don't know. And I mean, also, you got to understand that those guys, Markiplier, PewDiePie, right. uh, Jacksepticeye, those guys are so high up at mm-hmm. this point that YouTube pushes those videos. Too. Right. So 
now that they're at they're the they're the one percent no you know like they're they're literally like the top top of the top and making youtube so much money that youtube now just puts that percentage in there that like no matter what they do is gonna end up at the top it's gonna end up recommended it's gonna be on the homepage. that's why you see like all the news channels the jimmy fallon stuff all like those clips are always no matter what you, mm-hmm. the first time if you go into an incognito window you go to youtube you're gonna see the same stuff every single time because youtube pushes it it's a conspiracy mm-hmm. i tell you <laughs> but you know you gotta understand that like it's 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 like starting out at any of this stuff just as you said around like mm-hmm I get nervous when I see younger people go, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. Right. I'm going to be a streamer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the next ninja. It's like, listen, son, yeah. go, back, <laughs> go back to school. Like, just <laughs> yeah, something that you love that isn't video game. You can love video games. And mm-hmm. if it is, maybe get into video game design. Maybe get into, mm-hmm. you know, like find something that you can love and mm-hmm. do this on the side, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I want to point out that I think all three of us either were mm-hmm. out of work or we're yeah. not working full time when we got into doing this because mm-hmm. we had the time to fill it. Like, right. Sure. As a kid, you can, you can, you know, you got a lot of time to kill, you know, yeah. but if you get into it super young and then uh, where is streaming going to go? Like we, none of us know, yeah. you know, Ninja yeah. was making a million dollars a month for a year and like, he's still in the spotlight, but you can see it's not where it was in the, yeah. he's still, more money than any of us are going to make in our life lifetimes but yeah. like i mean we think about that like the more that those top guys get popular like that that means there's mm-hmm. going to be even more streamers and that wealth is going to just kind of branch right. out so things are going to change eventually you know like mm-hmm. it's not always going to be this way so if you're really young and you're wanting to get into this like do it do it but keep it as yeah. a hobby i mean yeah like take it from me as a diehard musician who wanted nothing but to be a rock star started to get into adulthood and went no that's not really a good idea like that's not, not the bills you know that's not mm-hmm. yeah so like and now look at me like i have a full-time job and i have the dream job of also playing video games you know mm-hmm. for a million hours a week and doing this stuff so like it's 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 not a v- out of everybody who does this, the percentage of people who are actually are successful and can make yeah. a, a living doing it is minuscule. Absolutely right. minuscule. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And the fact that the big the big thing there is that you said it was your dream job. The key word there is job. Like even like I am almost guaranteeing 99% of kids that are like, I want to become a YouTuber. I want to become a streamer. They're going to have no idea how to get, use like any of the software whatsoever to like do it. Right. And they're probably not going to look it up. They're probably not going to try to like actually figure it out. And the, it's just going to die out right then and there. I'm of the opinion that like if you want to try it, by all means, try it. And if you're willing to put in the effort, put in the effort. But I mm-hmm. don't expect to just magically become like top tier streamer like 72 over here. Like that's just not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, like we were just talking, like all of us started talking to no one, okay, yeah, for long periods of time because that's what it was. I mean, it's just like you start out, maybe you can get a couple of friends to watch you and like watch you play a game that maybe they're interested in, but you know, it's just like don't go into it thinking you're going to be the next ninja, yeah, because no one's going to be ninja, like ninja, yeah, I mean, I guess Tifu, I don't, yeah. I don't know, a- anomaly to say the least, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. you can, in that being said, I mean, it's. You're gonna you're don't get discouraged by like numbers, mm-hmm. but just recognize that some things are going to just be hobbies that pay for mm-hmm. themselves. Right? Like yeah. 
you being a musician, maybe you play enough gigs to buy yourself a new pedal. No, or... God, no, nope, never. Did. <laughs> I mean, I, like fourteen years in a band, man. Like we, like we would barely break even for gas to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. hey, uh, best stories of my life. Okay, best times of my life. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and, and sometimes I will say, sometimes you get somebody who is very, 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 very kind. Uh, mm. This is a shout out to my boy, Steve, a.k.a. Darkside, who when I wasn't working <laughs> because I said something stupid, like for every one dollar, I will do 10 of some sort of exercise, decided he wanted to give me seven hundred twelve dollars. <laughs> oh, He's, my God. He, that's uh, that's still the um, that's why my bits are all time. Mm-hmm. because that man literally gave Jesus. me more money than my part-time job that entire summer <laughs> i made oh more money God. off of just Some because say he's still exercising to this day oh it, oh, it took forever <laughs> it took me two months when i was doing like four to five hour streams every night almost oh my god uh to because i would I'd do it like during breaks so i'm like okay sh- where's my fucking dumbbells all right one <laughs> two three <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so you, and you will get lucky mm-hmm. you will ha- you will have those pits and you will have yeah. the you know you'll have your valleys and you'll have your hills mm-hmm. um and it's important to like i've been in like that mindset lately where i've been like in a little bit of a plateau mm-hmm. like a lower plateau i'm like i not a lot of growth you know i'm kind of mm-hmm. struggling pushing through some of these things i have some like rebranding that i want to do but i can't seem to find the energy you know i'm like looking at podcast numbers and i'm like what can I do to up the mm-hmm. podcast numbers? Me and Ren were talking about a, a little bit. I'm like, some of the things that like I've been doing, I'm not seeing the proper results from. You're mm-hmm. going to hit that. And uh, consistency and persevering through mm-hmm. those those uh, valleys and those plateaus yeah. are what are going to get you to like a point of success. Mm-hmm. And it's like in that gets like really difficult. A lot of I think a lot of people don't realize. And then like also the technical things, mm-hmm. John, how uh, now a lot of my education was with video editing <laughs> oh. and I'm still not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> how like you could probably talk about like the technical stuff, <laughs> struggling with technical yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, like luckily uh, I'm fairly like. I mean, I've been pretty nerdy my whole life. Like, I remember when I was like uh, 12, I built a computer with my dad. Well, my dad built a computer and I held the flashlight, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like, I got started then. Um, so, I've always been into computers and stuff. But, um, you know, once I, when I, I built my first gaming PC, I kind of winged it. It was like mm-hmm. watching, I was watching YouTube videos like crazy. And then I found one with like more or less what I was buying. And I literally had a TV. I had my TV on with the YouTube video and I was literally going step by step while I was building the PC, you know? And so like getting that up and getting the stream going, my one, you know, one PC stream and I had an external monitor. I had an extra monitor that -hmm. was like a super old, uh, 720p tiny monitor that I had to the side so that I could at least have like chat on a different screen and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like I started off with that and then just over time of like researching and talking to other streamers and stuff, I knew I eventually wanted to do the dual PC setup. Right. Uh, so like just chatted with like a bunch of people. I read a lot of articles uh, and literally ended up following um, 
uh, you ever the streamer and munition yeah. she has a mm-hmm. diagram online of exactly how her dual pc setup is and mm-hmm. mine is more or less like that it's not the exact same thing but that was kind of how i started setting stuff up um so getting all the audio to work correctly like again lots of audio i've recorded mm-hmm. my band's first album like all myself like i record myself all the time like i know how to do interfaces i know how to mm-hmm. bounce audio and do eq and do all that stuff so like that part of it wasn't really hard but put me in adobe premiere and i'm like Durr, drop, <laughs> paste. like i mean like i see other people doing it and i'm like how what's like i'm just yeah. like right clicking and going through the menu to like cut things instead of like hot keying you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that's that's just that's the trouble man that's the trouble it's that's that's but that's that's really the editing is really the only part that i have trouble with uh mm-hmm. i so i'm a web developer by trade that's my full-time job that's my career and so i do a lot of photoshop just editing images like very basically right. and honestly thanks to memes uh i've gotten a lot better with photoshop <laughs> just <laughs> from like friends showing me how to like cut out heads and like mm-hmm. you know do things like that like that's been really helpful in my youtube career because like there's a lot of cutting out stuff from games and making mm-hmm. things pop and stuff like that um and then you kind of learn pretty basic stuff that you'll realize everybody follows like all the big youtubers follow but just takes a lot of practice which is like the rule of thirds like you want to just have Mm -hmm. you know three sections to your thumbnail and things need to pop you know so you keep like maybe your own face in the bottom left and then you have the name of the game in big letters in the top right Mm -hmm. and then somewhere in the center you have something maybe in the background and maybe use some gaussian blur on that back you know like right there's a lot of like different things you can try but it's all still follows the same rule right. uh but once i learned that i tried to focus on making decent thumbnails but again it's like i'm mm-hmm. no designer like right i don't know what i'm doing i mean there's plenty of youtubers out there that still get popular without even making thumbnails you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah I don't know. For me personally, like for my starting experiences, just trying to learn and understand like what I could do best. So I already said it before, but I started on a laptop. I started on a laptop and I had a TV as a second monitor. That was like all I was rocking. And like, this is no great laptop. This isn't like top of the like spec line kind of things. But I found out really quickly that efficiency, like being very efficient with like how you do things is going to help in the long run really help like quickly because streaming is super CPU intensive and my CPU is it's a laptop CPU. It's not going to survive for like really yeah. crazy things. I found that one out the hard way, but I, I ended up like, OK, I can play these games at 1080p without streaming. I get it. I understand when I am streaming. However, I need to bump them down to 720. I need to make it something that's like still readable easily without it being like like, for example, I, I stream out at 720p 60fps, and the main reason for that is a lot of phones can barely even run that, let alone, like, a higher resolutions. This, that's usually, like, the mainstay, like, the, the prime goal in terms of resolutions for streaming is 720 60fps. If you're running 1080, you're going to experience a lot of people, like, getting lost. And transcoding for Twitch streamers isn't a thing that's out for everybody. It's only well, out... Here's a- I actually wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So once I switched up, so I was the same way. I was doing 720p when I was doing the single PC. Honestly, what made me want to do it, uh, mm-hmm. get like pull the trigger on the second PC was first, it was when I was playing PUBG, mm-hmm. I would have to bring down all the settings way down. I mean, that game right. is so terribly optimized. Right. But like, I wanted to stream it so bad, but I had to pull everything down in order to play it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I think it was a uh, black op or the new call of duty had come out and I was trying to play that and it was just impossible. Like I just could not stream it whatsoever. So, uh, once I got the new gaming PC, uh, I have, I have gigabit internet and everything. So I was like, okay, I can stream 1080p 60 frames a second. Like I have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what I would find is I would run the stream. And so I start five minutes early. I would mm-hmm. start it once I, I would, once I saw it pop up on, on, uh, on my computer, like on, in Twitch, mm-hmm. I would click the cog, and if it only had 1080p available, I would stop the stream, and I would start it up again, and I would do that as many times as it would take to see mm-hmm. transcoding. And if I did it six times, yes, mm-hmm. I did this six times. <laughs> if it went six times and it still didn't happen, I would just bump it down to 720 and just call it a night. Mm-hmm. For the last two months, I have never had to restart the stream. It has always given me transcoding, really? and I have no <laughs> idea why. And so that's the thing is it's like I would never just do a 1080p 60 right. frames a second stream because then you're kicking everybody who doesn't have good internet and good computer for that matter, you know, to, to watch mm-hmm. it. But you're, you're leaving all those people out. So that's mm-hmm. why it's like, yeah. okay, make sure you get the transcoding. But I, I don't know what it is, but right. magic has happened and I have been the luckiest boy. <laughs> right. So one of the rumors I heard, and I actually tested it because I ran into an issue with like no transcoding the other night. I think it was actually last night is... um. If if you have like a decent high viewer count at the time when you do start up your stream, they'll consider you higher on the list for like a position for it, as well as like your time, what time it is, how many people are using it, because it essentially has slots to my understanding. There's right. slots yeah, of that, transcoding. That makes sense. So well, I assure you it has nothing to do with viewer account then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I ended up restarting in the middle of my stream because like I was ending up running with a lot of issues. A bunch of people were telling me they're just getting black screens. Nothing was working, anything like that. And I was like, that's very strange. That doesn't make any sense. Granted, they're using Twitch mobile. and It's horrible. But I mean, yeah, it seems very weird. So I ended up like restarting in the middle of my stream and I instantly got it like instantaneously. No effort whatsoever. I didn't have to restart more than once. It was just kind of like, bam, you got it. Simple. So I don't know. I don't know how they consider it. I really don't. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's really nice when you have it. And it's the worst thing ever when you don't. That's one of the yeah. biggest things. Um, but yeah. For the most part, I always keep at the general, like kept at the general rule of just running at 720-60 because that's usually the prime number. 720-30 is also really viable. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. That was one of the main issues that I struggled with on the laptop was like part of me wanted to go over it. Part of me did want to go over it just so that way I could like run at a high resolution. But like I don't want to kill my entire computer for it. I still have to run the right. game as well. I need to like do specific quality settings to the game. I need to even like optimize my computer in such a way to like run the game as well as like stream properly. And I even found like weird things that I even consider, um, such as, for example, my laptop, as some people do know, uh, CPUs have an integrated GPU. That's that's just mm. kind of a thing. Um, it, my laptop considered that a second GPU. And so certain games wouldn't stream properly without SLI support like added onto it, which fortunately is a thing in OBS. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. But like these are things that you you definitely pick up on. But like if you don't know it, you're going to be really questioning everything and you won't mm-hmm. tend to even find these answers online at some points because like how many people stream on like a laptop trying to put out a game like that have SLI problems realistically very rare super rare so I don't know that was definitely one thing that I ended up finding was just being efficient in like troubleshooting 
as fast as possible, even to the time yeah. nowadays where I actually have like a notepad on my computer at all times. Where like if I run into an issue on stream, I'm just like one second and I immediately like make a note and then I just move on and just like act like it never happened. And like sometimes I'll just have like maybe one note. Sometimes it's like going really awkward and I have like five. But that's like my immediate focus the next day is just kink like remove these kinks as fast as possible. But uh but yeah. Um we're starting to get like a little bit later on into the stream. I'm noticing that right now. So mm-hmm. I, I think we should probably try to wind it down a bit um with maybe some like top like broad-ish uh suggestions so for example if if there was one thing that you'd want to really improve on as like a content creator or anything like that that you think that other people should really focus on what what would you consider for example like a schedule uh time management um being like being very social on social media things along those lines what would be one thing that you choose above like all the rest in terms of that uh, uh should i go first a hundred percent schedule like mm-hmm. uh, beyond anything else schedule even if you stream for 45 minutes right schedule do it the same time every week set it up make sure and don't over don't stretch it out start start much slow like go mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna start streaming and i'm gonna do it on tuesdays at six o'clock for an hour Mm-hmm. And then for a month, just do Tuesday, six o'clock for an hour. Then you have a place where you can put out a tweet or Instagram or whatever the hell. And you can go, mm-hmm. hey, Tuesday, six o'clock. That's when I stream and then get used to that. And if you want to do more, if you're like, man, I don't feel like I did enough. I don't feel like I, I stream more either elongate your Tuesday night or maybe throw another mm-hmm. day in there. Maybe you start doing Thursdays, too. So now Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if somebody comes across your old post, they'll still know, oh, he streams mm-hmm. Tuesdays. You know, even though you didn't just put that out and then you add on these other days and then you kind of you can create other like other viewership. Like when I first started uh, YouTube streaming, I was streaming in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of people that now I don't they never watch my stream because they right. were from another country or, you know, like they mm-hmm. weren't on the same time frame as me. So like that is also if you change your like I'm going to do an afternoon stream this day and a night stream this day. But keep it regular so that means the person who came by that time on tuesday at six o'clock and they're there and they're like oh it's tuesday at 5 45 oh you know mm-hmm. rent's gonna stream all right let's go check it out like that is that's what's so important is that they know your schedule that they know you'll be mm-hmm. streaming at those times like mm-hmm. and and that you can stick to it sure there's a lot of big guys who don't have necessarily have a schedule but right. they're huge they don't need it like right. everybody who you know they get that notification and they're like okay i'm there the, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't keep all those notifications on or if it right works, you know you want your people to be able to find you whether it's a youtube video or it's uh, a twitch make sure your mm-hmm. schedule is somewhere out there where people can find it and stick to your schedule and you know what people don't hate on you if you just all of a sudden have to miss a day right just yeah people know you know but i'd say more than anything schedule mm-hmm. schedule schedule you'll get better with time mm-hmm yeah it's not a grind that people say don't listen to yeah that grind stuff. it's a bad word to say. <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. a grind if you hate it it's only a grind if you mm-hmm. hate it or and that's not what this should be if you're exactly. bored stop, do something fun like yeah do it because you love it because you're not going to make any gosh darn money out of it for mm-hmm. uh, well maybe never you know hashtag mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man danny if you had any like one tip that you could give out to a content creator i'm like along those lines what what would your tip be? Consistency. 
Mm-hmm. Um, similar to schedule, right? It, mm-hmm. it, people aren't going to find you if you aren't consistent. Um, right. If you're putting out YouTube videos, come up with a schedule. If you're coming out, you know, if you're putting out a podcast, come up with a schedule of some sort, you know, work ahead and make sure that you can get that consistency. If you're going to commit to one piece of content a week, commit Mm -hmm. to that one piece of content. Also make sure that like kind of this is kind of a broad encompassing. So kind of cheating here a little bit, Mm -hmm. but also like it goes with consistency is like um, the way that your stuff looks right. Mm -hmm. Like you have the same logo. Um, yeah, your branding. You know, mm-hmm. make sure your branding is consistent. Make sure that the name on your Twitter is the same name on your YouTube channel. All that stuff. Uh, consistency. That's my big mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. For me, I would have to say the biggest one is time management. Like developing time management skills for me has been definitely the hardest thing, but it's definitely been the most rewarding thing by far. Whereas having a schedule, it does fall in the line of having a schedule, obviously, but maybe. A lot of times I used to just not prepare at all beforehand. I maybe like miss dinner just because I'm a late night streamer. I just say like, okay, I'll eat dinner after. And then like two hours into my stream, I'm dying over here because I didn't eat food and I'm like half asleep. And I'm just like, I made a horrible mistake here. Maybe I didn't get coffee. Maybe I'm just like not awake. Maybe it was a bad day and I didn't like take the time to just chill and then like recover for like the stream coming up. That was like a big thing for me. Um, yeah, time management definitely would be the biggest thing. And it even it even keeps you on like the the straight and narrow when it comes to certain things that maybe I don't normally like to do. Like, for example, post live tweets, which I'm sure we'll get into at another point in time. But live tweets, discord messages, things along those lines where I'm just like me as a not very social person. I tend to struggle with that sort of thing versus just like just put it out there. Just do it. Like, what's the problem? Um, but yeah, time management definitely would be the biggest thing for me personally. Uh, but yeah, that about wraps it up. We'll go ahead and get to, uh, the shout outs for, uh, the people in here. Sean, feel free to talk about your stream, your YouTube, all of your socials go right ahead. Uh, yeah, Sean's on gaming on everything. That's right. Right, Danny? It's all the same name everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I stream on the Twitch. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And my current YouTube schedule is uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. I put out new videos. That's a now scheduling is 9 a.m. on Saturday, 100% every week. The 9 a.m. on Sunday may or may not. It's not all of the time. I mean, I'm trying mm. to find some time for myself here. But right. anyway, uh, yeah. And and Twitter, the Instagram, please, guys, don't be afraid to follow. I assure you high quality content with high energy and love and friendship. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for having me on here again you guys are awesome to talk to you I had a really good time yeah yeah Thanks. thank you so much for hanging out thank you for being awesome i appreciate it seriously thank you thank you um danny feel free to talk about all of your stuff coming up go for it shout out to uh, everybody yeah uh coming up on my channel probably a lot of insurgency sandstorm which we'll talk about here in a minute mm-hmm. um i don't really have much i know i have uh, i've been reached out to by somebody who wants me to help them they just got a pc and they can start kind of upgrading their stream uh so they asked me to help them with some overlays i have some stuff that i want to do i kind of made my own um little character logo thing that i want to change and kind of build my branding around mm-hmm. um other than that not much else do you want me to do the whole like where to find the podcast stuff or do you want to do that? sure by all means go right ahead 
Uh, so you guys can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Swoot, all sorts of places um, that where podcasts are found. You can also find us on YouTube. So if you're from Sean's YouTube uh, stuff, you guys can go find us at uh, the Next Nothing. Next to nothing, the podcast is what we're called on YouTube. Um, and you'll see our beautiful faces there. Uh, go subscribe uh, there. Um, that's really about it. Just help share mm-hmm. the podcast with your friends. If you guys got a lot of value out of this, tell a friend. We appreciate yeah. it. Tell your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. And you guys can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions. I'm going to be playing a lot of Borderlands. I've been on the nonstop, like, run through of that game i've been playing it for like over two weeks at this point i'm absolutely loving it um Mm -hmm. we're trying to get to level 80 we're trying to hit max level and then we're probably gonna start up a new character but yeah you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two z's because i'm dumb and i can't spell my name because i'm big old (laughs) smarts and uh yeah that about covers it for us today um i just wanted to say guys thank you so much for uh celebrating the one year Uh, anniversary with us what well do we want to announce what we're giving away this week Oh, yeah, by all means. Feel free. So, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, This week, we are giving away uh, a copy of Insurgency Sandstorm. You guys have heard me talk about it. Mm -hmm. Sean, real quick, tell them why they should want to win this game. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, And this is, uh, I did reach out to the devs. Uh, This is a free key on the devs. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Uh, so I just want to do a big old shout out to uh, New World Interactive (NWI). Thank you so much uh, to those guys for being cool and giving us a key to give away. Uh, we absolutely, well, I absolutely love the game. Sean loves the game. I don't know. Yeah, a friend no, for real, the game slap. I have not played it yet. I'm super hooked on it. It is crazy amounts of. So oh, if you guys win, want to win a free copy of Insurgency Sandstorm, I. Uh, Go to our Twitter tomorrow. It'll say, hey, our episode with Sean Som is out on Spotify. Share or retweet this to be entered to win a chance. Um, Mm -hmm. And you'll also be entered to win at the end of the month, a big $70 package. Um, Yes. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, if you want to if you want to win a free copy of Insurgency Sandstorm, by all means, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at NTN pod. Oh man, sounds perfect. You rock that. I can't I can't even understand. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the one year celebration. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. It's been it's been a blast going through this. And for me personally, this was a fun, albeit slightly scuffed because I'm dumb, adventure <laughs> through the content creation. But it was it was wonderful to hear all of your like insight and all of that into it. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it, guys. But uh Thanks. we are gonna be Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end the uh, podcast right now, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for stopping on in. We'll be back next week with, I believe, Homic. I believe that's correct. Let me double check. Okay. All right. Seems good. Yeah. But we'll be back next week. That's that's at least a guarantee. So, yeah, guys, yes. thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being incredible. We appreciate you. And we will catch you next time. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Doodles. So long. Farewell. Light up.
The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details.